1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, city of champions. There is the crack of the bats, and we are, are live for Champions Day. Charles. Happy Champions Day. Happy James. Champions Day. Yes. Uh, we tried kicking this off last year, right right around Champions Day, uh, and our plan for the happened. podcast. And then the world got very, very strange. Yes. And uh, so we, we eventually got launched with the, with the podcast, and uh, we're up to uh, episode number 30. 31. We recorded last. This, this is episode be, 31. This will yeah. be episode 31. Yep. And we are, check this out. We got a roving reporter uh, on the scene. We're at the Detroit Historical Museum. Sam's out front live. That's awesome. Uh, she's going to outside, outside cover. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so we're at, we're downtown in the Detroit Historical Museum in uh, I forget what they call this gallery. Uh, I think it's the, the uh, Motor City Culture. Motor City Culture, yeah. yes. Uh, so we're in the Motor City Culture Gallery, and uh, Samantha's like cruising. We through. got the. I, I love the this. original marquee of. Uh, of the Tiger Stadium, Tiger Stadium. right above us, which yeah. is like really incredible. So it's cool. just this easy to come to the Detroit Historical Museum. There's so many great things. Oh, there's so inside so here. Cool. Yeah, they have they have cool stuff in the basement they don't even know about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, well, that's just, yeah. A spoiler. We're gonna spoiler get to, yeah, well, that's to just, how that's that works. Story we're you know? gonna be getting to for sure. <laughs> and uh, here comes Sam around the corner and uh, into the the gallery. You pointed that there. And uh, look at the Tiger Stadium sign, yeah, Samantha. Samantha pointed up at the at Tiger the, Stadium uh, market. Is that the original? I believe so. I mean, yeah. what must be? I don't. I mean, why? Why would they? Yeah. Put, why yeah, would they just so, randomly build one? I so think that's we the original are here. Marquee, yeah. uh, April eighteenth every year has been designated Champions Day. Champions it was. Champions it was. De- it was designated at the end of the season by the governor of Michigan in nineteen thirty six. Yep. It was. Right? Yep. It was uh, April eighteenth was the day, and then. It's it's actually I was saying earlier before we started is that uh, usually when we celebrate we've been doing this every year we've been yeah. celebrating pretty much every year, um, but most times you know just like anything we a lot of times we celebrate maybe a day before a right. day after you know but uh, this year is April eighteenth and um, yeah and it is it is actually the day so yeah and uh, so we're we're here we're enjoying it and and because there was a, a part of the whole big celebration uh, was a, a big awards banquet and, and players from like all the teams were there along with Joe Lewis. Yeah. Um, and it was just, uh, well, yeah, well, I'll explain for people that haven't seen it, you know, we're, we're yeah. a big leap from where we were last week talking yeah. about the red wings to where we are now. It's, well, it's sort let's of a, do, it's a cause this is, this might stand alone for people okay. here or there. Right. Yep. So Detroit city of champions, give me that elevator pitch. What is Detroit? City of Champions. Well, yeah. So, so uh, 1935, we have uh, the greatest series of uh, championship excellence that the world has ever seen. And I know that's a bold claim. You know, people say, "Oh, maybe because you're partisan. You're from Detroit. You, know, you live in Detroit. You're this yeah, is, yeah. You think this is the greatest year? No. But by all possible measures, there was never. There's been no season um, before. It could or match it. That or or, or or could ever will match it. Yeah. Um, with all the factors that took place. And um, it, from, you know, it, it, it's it, it a lot of it started. Uh, it really it all started prior to 1934 mm-hmm. with the signing of Mickey Cochran for the Tigers at the end of at the end of 1933. Yeah. And so um, we talked about it in an earlier show how uh, Frank Navin makes the Frank Navin is the owner of the Tigers. He makes the boldest gamble of his life and he acquires he his he's he's in failing health. The team is terrible. He's got no fans. The Tigers are dreadful. They've been dreadful for a long time. 
and he goes out and he and they all of his friends are telling him to to uh, sell the team uh, and take this burden off because he shoulders. was a he was a sickly cat. He was very too. yeah. He yeah. had a heart attack. He was uh, um, he'd lost pretty much his entire fortune in the stock right. market crash. And rather Said, than nope. and rather than sell the team, rather than um, drop it all, he uh, going bigger, going home. He doubled down and put everything else he did have. Went out and got a loan and um, put all of his money on. Um, yeah. on Ma- and went and brought Mickey Cochran in from the Philadelphia A's. Yeah. And the rest, like sort of his history. Yep. Um, this, and uh, then they they the went. Tigers on to, went. Yeah, uh, the Tigers in 1934 go on to. Um, w- they win the pennant. They they, uh, they play in the series. Exactly. They go to the seventh game in the World Series. They lose. But it, but the, but but the, the in the middle of that 1934 run by the Tigers, the Detroit Lions are born. They're brought from Port, uh, Sp- uh, Portsmouth to Detroit. Right. And this is so the Lions play their first year in 1934. They're named the Lions on account of this uh, of the Tigers. Uh-huh. And uh, and at this in, out of, in 1934, Joe Lewis is emerging out of nowhere. Sure. Nobody's ever heard of Joe Lewis. Yeah. Out of the Black Bottom in Detroit. Black Bottom Detroit. Just and so uh, all these lying to his mom. Yes, all yeah, blind <laughs> his mom, telling him about that he's trying to take. He's taking violin lessons, but he's using his money for boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and then at that moment, uh, yeah. So all these, and then the so the Lions come in. They have a fantastic year. The Tigers have this fantastic year. The Red Wings have a terrible year, but they're, they they realize that these other teams are are competing so well that they got to make a real big sure. effort, and so they go out and start signing these stars to bring into their team. Mm-hmm. And so the so everything is laid. And that out. was thirty four. That was nineteen thirty four. And so um and so that laid down the foundation for what ended up happening in nineteen thirty five. Yes. And so from from my perspective, like where I sort of come into this was that I was a senior at Western uh, in two thousand five. Yeah. And I came across this fact that the Tigers, Lions, and Red Wings had all won their championships in the same season. Yeah. And I had never heard this before. I tried to write a two-page paper for a history, history class. I was taking a sports history class at this moment, and I could not find enough information to <laughs> fill a two-page paper. It's awful. Yeah. So, like, I'm either a horrible historian or um, there's no information. And uh, I didn't think I'm a horrible historian, so I went with the latter. And so what I and so when I went to the original newspapers. I ended up making my thesis to graduate from Western, and I found that there was there – was, in fact, there was three championships in Detroit in this 1935 mm-hmm. season, but it was the first championship – for yep. each team, right, right, in the yeah. Same so season. the first cup, the first World Series, and the and first, first NFL cha- championship, all in the same season. You had the rise of Joe Lewis, uh-huh. and, and alongside it, the more I researched, the more I dug into it, the more I found. And, and what I found was not three championships, but thirty-three championships, 33. all in the same season. And they were they were known and they were celebrated. Back in 1936, 1935. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. So, like, I mean, there was, you know, so the more that I dug into this, like the the original thesis, um, you know, I find I find out that it was the first three championships. I found out that there was a lot more stuff going on. And then I and then the more I was the more I dug, the more I found. And the more I found, the more fascinated I was with the story. Because when you're talking about 33 championships, that sounds like an obscene. Like, how many is that possible? How many sports are there? I mean. Um, but there is 33 different sports, and Detroit was champions in all of them in this one season. In the middle of the Great Depression, Detroit's the hardest hit city, statistically speaking, during the Great Depression, and they they have the greatest season. And to and to cap it all off, um, to cap it all off, there's a huge party at the Masonic Temple at the end of the year right. um, on April 18th, which, which is designated Champions Day by the Governor of Michigan City Council of Detroit. Um, and the party is held at the Masonic Temple. Joe Lewis is the guest of honor. Uh, 800 fans are in attendance. Bud Shaver for the Detroit Times is the MC of the event, and uh, issued yeah. a special commemorative newspaper for the day. Yes, and it's a, and it's this massive celebration. And this, and then so I mean, there's actually a holiday on the books mm-hmm. that celebrated this this incredible season called Champions Day. 
and it's been and then World War Two comes and this entire story vanishes. Yeah. For what I, I mean, so is this a, a copy of the paper you have up on the easel uh, next to you there? Well, this from, paper behind me right here, this came out the day after the first chance. Oh, that's the free press. That's yes. out of the Detroit Free this Press. It's out of the Detroit Free Press. Okay. We, we, um, a lot of times we put this on the the, the, the header of our show. Yeah. Because um, because yep. I like to I show this. That, well, yes. I like to show this. This is my favorite paper because it shows. And this is an original. It's one of only three known originals in existence. Jeez. And so um, it shows at a glance, you can see, um, you can see that there's, this shows 21 of the 33 championships in this one season. Yeah. And so that, I love it because it shows at a glance, um, yeah. you know, how great this season was. It doesn't even show all, I mean, there's not even room on the paper for all, right? <laughs> all the championships. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. just shows just how big it was at a single, that's why I call it the, the city of champion season at a single glance. That's what I, that's how, that's what I call this paper. All right. So that's a little bit of the backstory and that two page paper parlayed itself into a trilogy of books. Yeah. Now I got three um, books. Yeah. They're here on the they're here on the table. Yeah. Um, they go through the champions, uh, the the city of champions story, uh, by team, and then it dives into the players deeper and the and the fans and the the the, the reporters and yeah, the, yeah, the, the owners and it, it just it really dissects um, yeah. everybody involved in the story and that's what we're doing on the podcast is yeah. is, is uh, going through each of these stories, each of the teams, each each of the the characters involved because there's so many great characters, you know, oh, Bucko oh, and Iffy the Delph. That's what I mean. Like this. This There's is like the this is wonderful one. names and characters. Oh, absolutely. This, but this is what I mean. Like this, the the richness of this story. Yeah. Like once you start, like any anybody that's that started to dive into this story, yeah. has been bit by the city of champions bug. I, I and look at you. yourself. You're ah, bit. I, I totally. I'm not a sports guy, and I'm I'm loving every second. That's of what this. I mean. It's like the the tat. It's like this. It, like I I call like. You know, the first book focused on the season, like sort of an aerial view, like an overall summary of all yeah. the events of the story. But what is, no, no, no sooner did I finish putting the the last um, sentence down mm -hmm. that I knew that there was a lot that I still did not know. And that was you know, the entire time I wrote the first book, I had virtually no idea who any of the players were. Right. I mean, the big the big guys like Hank Greenberg and Charlie Geringer. Um, uh, and you know, some of these guys like, you know, Joe Lewis, of course, you know, there's plenty of books written about them, but they're, they weren't, they didn't win the championships by themselves. Uh -huh. And so, and so there's all these names and these like, you know, you just, you, just the names are what jumps off the paper. Like you mentioned a few of them and, and you know, I'll throw in a couple Schoolboy Row. Oh my God. Yeah. Schoolboy Row. I love that name. It's like the greatest name. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, they all have these nicknames and it's this. Um, it's just, just this, this, you're, you're reading about it and you're seeing all these names and I, you know, you know, the best I could do in the first book was put some very brief summaries down from, you know, some, some just quick things yeah. that I found, but I knew that there needed way more work about the players. Like who were the players mm -hmm. from 1935? And that's what the second series of books, you know, focuses on, which is, um, which is who the, it's called Detroit city of champions, the players. And I wrote it, I initially started off to write it as one book, but it got so huge. Um, I don't know if we can show on the screen, yeah. but it's like uh, yeah, they're there. People can see pages. Them sitting on the, <laughs> like, sitting on that phone book in yeah, front of you. Yeah, that's what I'm It looks like a it, the, together. It looks like a phone book. So yeah. I had to really uh, divide it in half, and um, so I went with uh, the second book, which is um, Joe Lewis and the 1935 Tigers, and then the third book, which is the Lions, Red Wings, and all the other champions of 35. Right. So uh, much, much like. Uh, the City of Champions Day, your books are dedicated to all the sports and all the champions. It's not just a football book. It's not just a yep. baseball book. It's not just a hockey book. Uh, it, it covers all the, the, the motorsports, uh, the equestrian, yeah. the, the golf, the sharpshooters, the checker champion, uh, just everybody that was uh, a, a part of this. The hockey, the 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 minor, the what it called yeah, minor, the, the, the minor? Detroit Olympics, yeah, the, the minor Olympics. league, yeah, the Olympics, the minor, league. the minor league team of the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. So it it, it covers it covers it all, uh, and then Champions Day, April eighteenth, uh, every year celebrated here in Detroit. 
by us by us but that's <laughs> what i mean like there's no like where's the like has anybody you know we has, do and, and has later, any newspaper outlet have you heard it on any other no, newspaper outlet you no. know mainstream and any newspaper outlet even mentioned the fact that um you know today's the anniversary of this oh, in, this in, they called amazing it the, day yeah they called it the at the time they called it the greater the greatest gathering of champions under a single roof in history yeah. because it was this this huge party as i mentioned at the historical museum or at the uh, uh masonic temple masonic thank you masonic temple and i mean it's just this massive event i have all the original i found so many different like arc you know like uh, pieces of information from that day like for instance there was a i have a western union telegram um that was sent to um uh, Kathleen Hughes, one of the one of the fe uh, gol uh, female golfers who was part of the women's doubles tennis champions. I have the original. I have a, uh, at least a copy of the um, of the Western Union telegram sent to her uh, to invite her to the party. Love it. And there's so many. So over. So what we've you know we've been sort of uh, you know you know 81 years later we're you know we're we're looking for little scraps of information to fill in story and you know ever since when i wrote the first book i really became a magnet for this stuff i had a lot yeah. of family members reaching out to me from these people yes i had a lot of people from all over the place like you know I, i've met tons of family members from yeah. these players that are still living here in detroit mm -hmm. and just the amount of like um memorabilia at least photos of memorabilia that's come to me that's what i really that's why i was it was cool because the first book really allowed me make me a magnet so that the second and third books are really super in depth. They've mm -hmm. got all this. You just wouldn't, you know, they, you know, you just wouldn't believe how much stuff I've got in here. Photos of uh, original memorabilia and stuff. So, you know, so, and that's the thing. I love history. Uh, I love Detroit and uh, I love these books. Um, it's, 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 it's a great collection of, of Detroit because even if you're not a sports fanatic, if you, if you like history or if you like sports, this is uh, this is a, a, a massive collection yeah. of incredible. Yeah, and, I, the, and the way that I wrote images. it is, you know, you've got the the books um, that they really do. The, my goal was to really focus on 1935. Um, I wanted these. I wanted to lay down, like you know, I, it's a it's a pretty big claim to say, oh, this is the greatest season ever. Yeah. Oh, there's 33 championships. Yeah. Oh, you know, like all these things. But I wanted to, the goal, really, the overall goal with all of these was to nail down these so i can make these statements yeah and that anybody that has any um you know any sort of objections to that i've got the the, the factual information sitting right here you know what i mean so it's to build a found a, a um a foundation of fact for these claims so once these so that you know from this foundation of fact we can start to rebuild you know people's understanding and their memory of this story and bring it back and bring it back so it's a sell in a mainstream yeah. widely celebrated event or you know that this story is reinserted into the into the overall you know story of detroit you know detroit sports and detroit history in general yep uh we are gonna and we're gonna talk about that uh more uh, the the celebration itself uh, what do we have to what do we have to cover today? Because there's uh, we're set up. Like I said, it's the the gallery here uh, of the Detroit culture, right? Detroit. Well, yeah, we have Detroit, gallery of Detroit culture. And I mean, first and foremost, right it's this big us. wooden thing that's sitting yeah. behind us in this glass. This frame. Is I think amazing. We talk what, about this. You want to talk about spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. It's here. This right? massive wooden plaque behind us. But yeah. the problem, Sam, I don't know if you can like zoom in with uh, the the camera. Um, yeah, go ahead. Or maybe there's the second camera she's floating around. So, with. Um, yeah, she can zoom in. I did that one go. fell offline. But uh, so the the plaque behind us, there's a, and that's really what we wanted to talk about today. We there wanted is, to tell yeah. the story uh, of the plaque. Up at the very top is the the seal of Detroit. Yeah, and then there's a, a nice inscription, uh, and then there's a bunch. Of, you see a bunch of little plaques. Each and every one of little those tabs, plaques, yeah. the one up at the tippy top there, signed by. 
our president at the time. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yep. And those tabs are signed by all the governors from every governor in the country declaring. Oh, you can tell this read what the uh what the inscription says a nation and if you're you're listening to this uh you got to go check out find us on youtube or, or facebook because you'll be able to see these uh these these amazing images uh, a nation appreciative of those qualities of character essential to success in our competitive athletics salutes detroit which in this year 1936 richly merits recognition as the city of champions. So this is a national recognition from the president and every governor and in the country, every governor in the country for Detroit expressing the qualities of, of what it is to be a, a, a city of champions, a champions, a city, this, a, I mean, a this, city yeah, of what other, I mean, this is, this is an never official, before. This is an official recognition of, of, I mean, supreme excellence that you're going to have and, every yeah. governor. What, like, yeah. what? Name one thing today. Name one yeah. thing today that yeah. that, go, that 48 governors of this country would agree on. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, name no. one thing, and the president of the United States at the same time. Yeah. Name one thing I, that I, the sky I, is blue. Hold keep, on. Keep going down. Do you yeah. think that? Do you think that they would all? Do you think that they would all agree that the sky is blue? Yeah, and I may probably not. Probably not. <laughs> like, you would not find anything. But in this year, the season was so dominant that there was literally no um, debate that. Uh, that you know that they you know that they would all sign this they would all agree yeah. i mean that's what i mean like it's just an inc- it's so great that there was no debate and there's a, a little thing at the bottom it says presented at traverse city michigan uh as part of the national oh national cherry festival cherry festival sure uh, that's where it was presented was it was in, presented at the in cherry july festival. of uh, 1936 yeah um champions day no. at masonic temple this was something that they they gathered Did after the fact um, yeah. Underneath all the signatures, there is uh, there's there's a diver, uh, baseball, football, hockey, and a boat racer, Garwood. Because Garwood was amazing. We haven't gotten to Garwood oh, on, yeah, on the podcast yet. I'm, yeah. I'm oh. so looking forward to Garwood. Oh, yeah. There was a bar uh, down in the the, the the warehouse district uh, called Garwood's. Yeah, uh, you know, I I've think never been I think to it. Yeah. I think it's long gone. Yeah, I heard of it. Um, though. But uh, so that's everybody. If anybody remembers the bar Garwoods, uh, that's who was named after. And it was one of these 33 championships. Another story that I heard on the road with 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 regards to Garwood was that his old house, which was on the river, um, was like at, at one point it was like a Hare Krishna. It like became like a Hare Krishna house. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it became like a Hell's Angels party spot. Oh, yeah. The Krishna and then, mansion. And then, yeah. yeah and so they were all partying there. And then yeah. it got the parties got so out of control that if the house burned down ah. from it. And then, <laughs> but, I, but on the road of telling this story at all these yeah. different art shows, people are like, Man, I part, I heard, I'm telling you, I've heard at, at no less than 50 people, no less than 50. Yeah, and that's a conservatively low mansion. numbers saying that, man, I remember partying at that mansion back oh, yeah. in the 60s, you know, and then yeah. like that place was crazy, you know, like they're actually, um, you know, like they, like that story was a frequent story. The late about 80s. His house. I mean, it was still happening in the late 80s because I had really? people invite, I had never, I never made it. But uh, I, people, about, people like, I'd, I, I had been invited to, and really? I just I didn't I didn't make it. But uh, all right, let's get back to the plaque. Yeah, the plaque. Yeah, because this was uh, presented uh, at the Cherry Festival yeah. in, in July of '36, at, celebrating the 1935 year. And it's you can kind of perspective uh, behind us. It's it's a good four foot tall. It's big. It's real big. And I've you know and beef and so yeah, I've seen at least it outside. Four foot tall. And sometimes they bring it out of the case for previous Champions Days. They've actually we had a um we had the Lindell Bar in the basement here yeah. um, two years ago, and they brought the plaque down to the Lindell <laughs> Bar. And this thing is like just the big. It's it, it doesn't really look as big on the camera, yeah. but it's it is a monstrous. I want to thank the historical museum for letting us come oh, in totally. and, and record here. Yeah, uh, it's great to have this as the backdrop. Um, 
but they got to be out of their minds because it was just the two receptionists and they're like, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And they, there's a table over there. Yeah. And, and I, so we're kind of in here. Cart, we got kind of carte blanche. We yeah, gotta, totally. We got a few. I might visits. try on some of these uniforms back here. Well, yeah. Anybody that's not been to his Detroit <laughs> Historic Museum is totally. <laughs> do. Well, anybody, that's, it's totally missing out because this historic museum is awesome. They've yeah. got this great, like, um, they've got this great, like, fur trade exhibit. They've yeah. got some really cool stuff in here. And this this room alone, they've got a wing of this glass case set aside for the just for the City of Champions uh, season. Yeah. And, um, and so that's the thing. So this plaque, uh, and that's why we're here, and that's why we're talking about it on April 18th, uh, this plaque deserves to be part of Detroit's cherished history and, and, and celebrated, but it, it that's, that hasn't always been the case. It hasn't always been on display. It hasn't always been on the, the case. In the case. This thing, the story of this, this okay, let me just say, so let me set it up. Let me set it up like this. That's, okay? I want to, Charles, tell me the story nothing, of this plaque. Nothing encapsulates the forgotten nature of the City of Champions story like this plaque. Mm -hmm. This plaque is a physical embodiment of, of the forgotten component of this story. And anybody that's listening to this, anybody that's watching this, just think about this. When was the first time you heard about this City of Champions story? That when was the first time that you heard that Detroit won their first three championships in the same season? When was the first time you heard that there was 33 championships in the same season? When was the first time that you heard of Champions Day? that there was a huge party at the Masonic Temple in Detroit. When was the first time you heard about these things? Was it today? Yeah. Was it the first time that you're listening to this show? Yeah. Was it, I mean, was it a, maybe a couple of years ago that, you know, you ran into somebody, you know, myself at an art show that was, you know, acting like some kind of snake oil salesman trying to sell you a book <laughs> and you heard about this for the first time then? Yep. And so, like I say, be, you know, like be honest. The first time I ever heard about it when I was a senior at Western in 2005 and I had, and I'm a diehard Detroit sports fan. Sure. I've watched all, I've been watching the games my whole life. I've been reading all the books. I've done all the good things that Detroit sports, all the things a good Detroit sports fan is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Newspapers every day, yada, yada. And I have never heard of this prior to 2005. No. Right? And it was a footnote at the bottom of an old Detroit Tiger media guide. And so that's what I'm saying is, yeah. is that if, if we be honest with ourselves and come to, come to terms with the fact that we're not born knowing everything, and that sometimes something, you know, you know especially in history, sometimes things are forgotten. Sometimes things are, you know, are um you know, for whatever reason, and we can, we've talked about, we have a whole shows about, you know, why the season was forgotten and all this, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, um, this story is widely and almost near universally forgotten. Right. And this plaque right here, as I said, you know, set up this thing. This is, you know, this is, this is a physical example of why, because the story of this plaque and how it was forgotten and how, and, and how it got to the glass case that you, you see behind us now yeah. is something that should deserve a movie unto itself. It, it really is. Uh, it's, it's, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's literally Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark, right? So do you know anything about the manufacturer and commission? Yes, yes. Of, I've of got the, all that right here in the book. So Of the, 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 the plaque itself. Yeah. So who so commissioned me, it and well, me, then how, well, did it, how did it come to be? Well, let me lay out the story first yeah, yeah. And, then we'll get, and then we'll go and we'll, we'll, we'll hit up in some of these, you know, target some of the components sure, of the story. Sure. So, because I have all that and everything. So, so anyways, um, so, uh, so the story goes like this, this, this plaque, um, nobody knows who commissioned it, who, you know, who paid for it. Um, but, uh, but this, but somebody did, you know, somebody paid money for this plaque to be commissioned and it was, and it was, uh, made in the, it was by the Kleist company in Grand Rapids, which mm. still exists to this day. Oh, nice. Yes. And so it was made by this Kleist company. And then, it, and then um, they sent these tabs out across the country to all the governors and to the president of the United States. They signed the wooden tabs, sent it back to Kleiss. They affixed them to the plaque. And then the, um, the, and then the uh, Traverse City Cherry Queen 
came down from from Traverse City and escorted. They took a photo of her with the plaque, which I have in my third book here. Okay. They took a photo of her before they put it in the case. And then the, the, the it was shipped up to Traverse City yeah. where there was a huge presentation on July 16th at the Traverse City Cherry Festival right. where the governor was there, representatives of all the teams were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh and, and so, uh, and then it was presented. There's a, if I have this tremendous photo, um, maybe we can put it up at some point, but uh, is I have this photo where, of, of the presentation of the plaque. Mm-hmm. And so from that point, um, from that point, uh, th- like there, th- there's not exact trail for what exact happened, but fast forward to 1983. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a, and a man named Bill Aiken was walking through the, tr- was, he was one of the first early arrivals at the uh, Armada flea market. Okay. Okay. And this plaque was sitting on it. The lady took off her tarp off of a table and underneath this tarp was that plaque. Holy crap. On the, With at the, the Armada, president's s- signature at the Ar- on it. Yes. At the Armada flea market. Every governor. In 1983. In, in 1983. Yeah. So how did it get from on display at the Traverse City so, uh, Cherry Festival to on the so, uh, garage sale table. Yeah, so this is what I'm trying to say. So, so Bill Aiken, um, uh, so so he asked the lady how much the plaque was for because the plaque was soaked in dew. It was one of those early morning dews. It was oh soaked God. in dew. Oh my god! And it was so soaked that the that the the price tag that she had on the plaque was like in a Sharpie magic marker for 300. He couldn't even read. It was so wet that he couldn't even read the price. Oh my god! And so and so um, he asked her how much the plaque was, and she says. Uh, well, I've been trying to get 350 for it for the last, like we, I've been, this thing's been in my garage for like the longest time. My, she said her husband had removed this plaque from a, from a high school that they were tearing down. Okay. He was a construction guy at a, and they were tearing down a high school and that he had removed, like they'd, you know, stripped this place of, you know, from everything else. And this was like the last thing in the school that they had. So if stripped. He, if he had and this guy it, took it, it off just the wall, yes. Demolished and in a rubble truck. He took it off the wall put it in his garage and it sat in this lady's garage for so many years that she was like, I'm just going to sell it at this flea market. And she was trying to get 350 bucks for it. Sure. It didn't sell for 350. It sat out all night, got water damage from this dew. And then the tag, um, and then the, she went, when Bill can ask how much it was, she said, you know what? I just want rid of it. You can have it for 35 bucks. <laughs> 35 bucks. $35. So Bill Aiken bought this plaque for $35. I almost, I almost swore. Yeah, $35 he bought this plaque for. And then he took it to his friend, who I'm just going to make sure I get um, just his friend's right. right name. Sam, um, can you jump back on your phone? Yeah, so he... So he um, just so once you get us locked in there. Can you yeah, so his that? friend James Nicholson of Gross Point, he, he, gave, he turned it over to his friend. What page is it? Oh, there you go. All right, sure. go ahead. Yeah. So he turned it. So there's the photo of the. Of yeah, them yeah. Receiving I'm going to yeah. hit that with her phone. Yeah. So um, so he turned it over. So he gave it to his friend, um, say Jim Nicholson, right, of Gross Point. Yep. And so uh, James Nicholson. Yeah. And so he had it restored because, it, again, the water damage. So he yeah. had it restored. And, um, and so, and so he, uh, uh, after he had it restored, he donated it to the Detroit historical museum. Cause what else are you going to, I mean, what, sure. what better company? So to have it, it? It, it got here in 1984. Yes. It's, so he yep. bought it at a garage sale, 83, they fixed it up and they're like, you know what? The, the city should have this. Exactly. That's pretty cool. I have. Yeah. yeah he very was, cool. And he's only out 35 bucks in the cost. Sure. Of restoration. And, the cost of restoration. and you can so still see one of the tabs has actually still got a little bit of water damage. So yeah. it kind of, it's darker than the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, oh. but, but anyway, so um, and so the historical museum at this time, they put it in. This is this is why we talk about the Indiana Jones. Right. That's the presentation of the plaque at the at the Cherry yeah. Festival. And then the, the right picture. That's the Cherry Queen posing with the plaque. The one up here, though. Yep. Top right the, there. 
that's her posing. Yep, that's her posing with the plaque yeah. in Grand Rapids before it's sent up yeah. to. Um, and you can see if you flip the page, you'll see the Kleist Manufacturing. They sent a letter to uh, Bill Aiken, actually talking about the from their perspective um, what they. You know, that, you know how they made the plaque. That was oh, a letter okay. given to Bill Aiken. So they, but they never said who commissioned it. Oh uh, no, they didn't say who, but they but they confirmed that they were the ones. And in fact, on the back of the plaque, you see it says Kleist Manufacturing. Yeah. Class, you know, man, Kleist yeah. Manufacturing. Cool. So they, their stamp is on the back. But anyways, right. so what ended up happening? The reason we say it's like Indiana Jones in the in the Raiders of the Lost. So Art it got sent here because in it got brought here in '84. They put it in a box. They put it in a box and it got filed into the historical museum archives. Just like, you know, like in the end of Indiana Jones, where they go, where they say, um, yeah, they, put all the, they put the Ark of the Covenant in the box. He goes, Indiana Jones goes, so what's going to happen to the Ark? And he goes, it's, it's be. being looked after by top men. He yeah. goes, which top men? And he goes, top men. <laughs> and then you see it at the Security end and it's being filed guards. in a box, like 8 million other boxes. <laughs> That's kind of how I imagine that, yeah. you know, what happened in 80, in 84 right. when they're filing this way, because you know, because they, so from 84 till now, I'm, I think they, I don't know if they brought it out at all from 84 to then. Um, I don't think it was brought out at all, but it sat in this box. When and did so, you, so in 19, it got in 84, it went into storage here. Uh, when did you write the first City of Champions book? This book came out in 2009. 2009. Yeah. And, then this, and then you've been coming here doing Champions Day yeah. uh, celebrations. Well, the, the thing I was doing before that, like we've been doing the Champions Day celebrations here for like probably five years. Solid. Right, right. Um, but before this, our Champions Day celebrations, we were doing it at um, different bars. Like we had a we had a Champions Day. Will had, does like yeah. A, Will McDonald does. Yeah, he's the big champion. Eastern Market Brewery. They're 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 yep, they're, they're drinking some, some Eastern um, yep. some Champions. Anybody that wants to go drink some beer, they actually Eastern Market <laughs> Brewing Company actually has a Champions Day IPA, which is tremendous Champions beer. Day IPA. Yeah, two years ago I got man, I had a couple too many for the last <laughs> Champions Day, and it's like but it's worth, it was, so What are you gonna do? I don't right? regret it. I don't regret it. Nope, it was nope. a great beer, and I don't regret it. All right, so 2009, you're this. you're doing Champions Day. Yeah, no, what. I was doing um, was so so fast forward it was 2011 all right and so uh, so you're two two three years into having the book published. Two, yeah the book started out for a couple three years and by that point like i say just like the champions they like like i try to put the first book out and i get no i get no hits from the media they want nothing to do I, nobody wants to talk sure about this. sure sure so the only thing i could do was go out and tell the story myself and so i was like going i so i was doing art shows cider mills libraries yeah. anywhere that anybody would that i could stand there and talk to people um, and, and sell, you know, I was selling, that's how I made a living for years was just, you know, just literally, you know, like a snake oil salesman trying yeah. to sell a book, like, Hey folks, step right up. This book will cure a broken leg. You know, like, <laughs> that's like, that's like whatever I could do to get a, a book sales, what I was doing, you yeah, know, I was yeah. selling books. And so, um, anyways, so one of the events that I ended up doing, which was fortunate enough to do was in Midtown here. I live low, I live nearby this museum. Yeah. And so what they do is, uh, right around Christmas is they have this thing called Noel night mm. and Noel night is what, uh, basically like every business, um, hosts like a local business, um, in there, like, uh, or an art, they, they host an artist in their, right. in their business. Oh, and so fun. there's like a featured artist for Noel night. So because Noel night, there's like all kinds of, there's just all kinds of events. And there's, there's carolers. And then I, yeah. I, I DJed a couple parties for Slaw. Yeah, there's the all kinds law. of cool stuff, stuff going, going on. on. So there's yeah. like thousands of people that come down here yeah. for Noel night and each place will have like something, you know, there's like, sometimes they have free gifts and stuff mm -hmm, like this. Mm -hmm. And so it just really draws, um, it's open the, and, you know, the museum is open on that night to like midnight oh, or something, okay. so, which is really unusual. Usually only up till five. So it's cool to come in at like, you know, that like 11 o'clock at night and stuff. So anyways, I was doing this. I was the guest for the historical museum oh, cool. for Noel night one year. And so I, it was the craziest night. I mean, I was set up, um, I was set up and I was, I had my whole display set up with the city of champions and I'm telling you, it was like, 
like I, have you ever seen a snake? I'm like, stop right at the city of champions. This, I, I, was, I told the story so fast and so furiously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I must've told this story a thousand times that night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just crazy. There were so many people here. It was just jam of people. And I'm just telling city of champions, this city of champions that. And so, um, and so, uh, so, so at one point, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I finished up that night and, um, uh, hold on one second. Let me just look at something real quick here. Yeah, we because oh, yeah, we're so, try, trying to figure out um, when this from 1984 uh, yeah. when they discovered that this was in their possession. So so anyway, so they here's, have something. Yeah. Here. So so anyway, so that night, so I so I'm telling this like city of champions this, city of champions that, and so at the end of the event, at the end of the event, a, a lady named Tracy Irwin who works and she still works for the museum here. She's yeah. Been a friend of mine for a long time now since this really since this night especially. Um, she comes up and she says. Um, she says, you know, you keep saying city of champions, but she goes, when I first got here at the museum, I was like looking through some of our archives and we have this big wooden plaque in the basement and it says city of champions on it. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but let's get it out. Yeah. Right. And so they, you know, we had talked, it was a couple days later. So, mm-hmm. and we, and she got it out. She, they brought it out. We had it laid out in this table upstairs. And I walk in and I'm like, oh my God. I mean, you can see, you're just like yeah. looking at this massive wood and the, <laughs> the, the base of it was broken off. Uh-huh. Um, but there, but yeah, I'm looking at this thing going, oh my, I mean, it's, it's not hard to tell exactly what it is when yeah. you're looking at it. It says, you know, the, 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 from the text on it, the, sure. you know, the ornate um, reliefs on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sign by the governor, uh, you know, the, the governor of every country, state, Franklin exactly. Delano Roosevelt, you know, yeah, you're sitting yeah. there going, you this got this is sitting a, in a box. For- I'm like, I'm like, Man, this is you know this is the the plaque. This is official validation that this yeah. was a big deal, you right? Know? And so, anyways, and so she and then they were they actually were um were d- d- building this new wing in the museum, and it was they it was like a uh, it was like a Detroit sports wing of this museum, sure. yeah. and so they were like, well, this would be a, a a great thing to like put in a permanent exhibit, you know? Let's get this thing out, and so they did, and so oh. here it is, and so. Yeah, so you know it's um so from from 1984 to 2011, yeah. it sat in a box until you were here pitching your book. Yeah, to Noel Carolers and, and yeah. random drunkards in the city. Yeah, and Tracy, you know, and I made that connection it, with Tracy Irwin. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like you know, this, so that's got, like one of the dividends paid off by doing this yeah. is that we were able to get this. Um, we were able to get this plaque, and then when and actually the day that they brought the plaque out, mm-hmm. um, this was uh, I believe it was 2012, the Champions Day of that day. Um, we were able to get, you know, the history. I, I and I take no credit for this. I did have a uh, petition to bring back Champions Day at that time, but the petition played very little part in it um, because the historical museum they were able to, you know, they were able to get Dave Bing to sign back into re- legislation Champions Day, nice. like, like so Dave Bing re-signed Champions Day back into effect. Like, not that it was lost, like but Dave. it was like a. But it was, but it was like a modern day, like so. At the time, it was the governor of Michigan, City Council of Detroit. So there's those are the two legislative bodies that declared Champions Day. Yeah. Now there's a third, which is the mayor of Detroit in the modern day. Sure. And so, like somebody told me one time, they're like, they're like, well, there's a million holidays out there. There's like, you know, National yeah. Milk Drinking Day, right, right, and National, you know, Moron like Day. day. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, yeah whatever day, you know. There's all like kinds cheese, of day. And it, you know, well, yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> I'm saying, and it, but the, but the, the but the but the mentality was, oh, there's a day for everything, right? Yeah, there's yeah, a day yeah, for yeah. everything. And, you know, and I'm and my mentality is, yeah, there is a day for everything. This is Champions Day. And the only thing that separates us from from this day from being like just a just a 
dumb, you know, just like another random day that a bunch of random people, you know, look at and actually being a citywide or statewide like institution in which we can mm-hmm. do some really cool stuff is merely the desire to do it. I mean, if we want to make this thing big, if people are interested in it, then we will. If, if people are not, then we won't. You so, know, but De- so Detroit City of Champions is a trilogy is a book. It's a it's a screenplay that uh, is going to be on the silver screen one day. Yeah, we got I, a screenplay I know written for it and everything. And yeah. uh, it, it, it's uh, it's a celebration every April 18th. And I hope uh, more people get into it and, and, and celebrate it. Charles, there was some cool stuff in the uh, Sam's going to Sam's kind of going through the uh, case behind us. And as we sat down and as we were prepping here, you were like, oh, they added some new things in here. Yeah. So people come down to the Detroit Historical Museum. Uh, and this is something, if, if you love Detroit and you like Detroit history, something to bring in and look. You can grab your microphone, Charles, so you can turn around yeah. and look and people can hear you still. So tell me what you see. Um, in this display case, along with uh, the Champions Day plaque. Well, number one, um, you know, you, have, you obviously have the plaque too. Um, but uh, the very the first thing I saw that was a was new addition that I had not seen, or at least I didn't remember from the last time I was here, is the silver trophy with the picture of Eddie Tolan down here. Yeah. Um, that photo that you see on there. Right, right. That photo is actually um, from the night it was because Eddie Tolan won uh, t- uh, gold medals at the 1932 Olympics. He's got yeah. He's a sprinter, and so, it, but in nineteen, but it, what ended up happening was, is that he was, you know, being a being a, an amateur sprinter made very little money. I mean, he just made very little money. Runners and don't so, make money today. Yeah, but he was still famous in his day, and so he was doing like vaudeville acts with mm-hmm. uh, Bill Bojangles Robinson, and so he ended up what? But the the Olympic Committee, just like Jim Thorpe, where they stripped Jim Thorpe of his medals for doing for making money off of his. You know, off, you know, like they stripped, they didn't, they didn't, I don't think they stripped him of his medals, but they stripped him of his amateur status because he was, because he was using, you know, his career as a sprinter to make money. Oh, okay. And so they, therefore, they made him a professional. And so what ended up happening was, is he, so he said, well, if I'm going to go professional, I'm going to go professional. You know, if, if they're going to label me as professional, I'm going to go make money into Australia and won the 1935 sprint championship in Australia. So that photo is him posing with the banner with the 1935, you know, with it, you know, shortly after winning this championship. So is he part of, is is he one of the champions? He's one of our absolutely. Oh yeah. He's on the newspaper right here and everything. Eddie Tolan is a, you know, he was, you know, especially in his day, he was a big name. All right. Um, So we'll do it. We'll we'll hit on him at some, one of the episodes. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. He's a featured, he's one of the main, main guys. And so that, you know, this was, looks like, and I knew it before I even looked at the tabs that it had to have been donated by the family because I had actually seen a replica of that photo somewhere and I have that photo in my book. Um, I think it was issued as a card, like a, a sort of like a souvenir, like postcard at some point. And that's when I knew when I saw the actual thing. I mean, that thing is, that's an original. I mean, the postcard, whatever it was made was based on that picture. Yeah. So that's when I saw that. I'm like, man, this is something the family donated because um this is you know because it's an original you know and then true enough when you look at the cards it actually has his um it just says donated by his family so mm-hmm. that's a you know that's a big deal there um and then there, um, there's a bronzed boxing glove in there yeah and i don't see a tag we're around gonna have to it. read the tan it's on this green front oh it's there. down here it's, okay I, joe I, lewis I, boxing glove used in a fight with john henry lewis 1939 okay yep there you go um yeah. so it must have been yeah. bronzed yeah they bronzed the glove that's yeah. cool um, so that's not necessarily relevant from 35 per se, but, but um, yeah, because in 30, but 35, he had 27 wins, uh, 23 on knockouts, right? Uh, you know, I got, I'm so bad. With the it's on the numbers. poster up oh, there. Is it? That's okay. why oh, there you go. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but Must also be, on uh, the poster up here, it says there were 20 championships. And I'm like, you guys are missing no, about missing 13. Bunch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so at least 20. Yeah. Well, I mean, at I've least. got 21 listed just on this newspaper. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, so another cool thing, which is up in that top right corner, yeah. that is a photo oh. from the first Thanksgiving game, Detroit right. Lions versus Chicago Bears. That was 1934, the year so, right before this. Yeah. And so that's, that's when that deal. Thanksgiving tradition began. Yep. I don't even have that photo in my books. That photo, I don't know where they got that, but that's the, a very rare photo yeah, right there. The owner, um, yeah, just the thing says from the Detroit Historical Collection. Yeah, they had it in their um, own collection. Yeah, that's a very rare photo because I've got, I do have some photos from the 34 game, but not a wide angle of the entire because mm -hmm. that was at the University of Detroit Stadium. That's where they first played. And right. I, I have a lot of pictures from, I have a lot of photos from the first Thanksgiving game, but not one with that wide view where it's got the fans and, right. um, you know, where it's got the entire, you know, you, you see the entire, uh, um, you know, the, panoramic of the entire situation i love sam is stretching and yes getting, she is. She's getting all this yeah. getting all this footage for us yeah and then uh, bottom right hand corner we have garwood um in yeah. the, the in the there's photos of the couple boats there so you, if you look miss at the america, photo it says miss america seven, seven and then miss america five yeah, yeah so so the there's a replica of the boat and then there. the miss america that's the miss america 10 right there yeah. okay that's the granddaddy i just want to make sure that's it's the, like a yeah boat. that's it's like that's a the boat 10. on a skateboard it's like a mo like a motor on a skateboard it's like yeah it's, it's, it's just it's sam when you're done motor. filming that if you want to come up to this newspaper you can see that miss america 10 in action on this newspaper yeah. right here okay this is the real deal and the that miss boat america still 10. exists oh really that boat still exists yeah and so the, but the, what's interesting the, the, i wait till we get into the garwood man we're gonna do uh -huh. like 10 episodes on garwood because he deserves a movie unto himself um but the, the, you have these insane i mean back in the in the early you know everybody remembers cars and the evolution of cars from like the model t to the you know to these you know mm -hmm. later version in, in, the, in the 20s and 30s and 50s everybody knows about the evolution of that but the evolution of speed on water has got this fascinating just unbelievably fascinating story yeah that is just very rarely ever talked about. And Gar Wood was in the very was the very center centrifugal force upon which the you know all other innovations of boat buildings, especially in the world of speed, revolved around for the entire first third of the 20th yeah. century. I mean, he was the guy that the speed on water was Gar Wood. And so look at I mean, look at that engine <laughs> boat, man. It's yeah, like 100, it's, it was 120 it miles an hour in this wood boat that he was going. <laughs> And he was pronounced dead, legally dead, two times <laughs> through the course of his career. And they Good revived Lord. him on the – yeah, they revived him on the shore. One time because – well, both times because the boats blew up. Jeez. But one time he actually had his throat slit by a piece of wood when the boat exploded. And he was pronounced dead. I mean, what are you going to – I mean, his throat was slit by a piece of wood. What are you going to do? You know, and then they fixed – they patched him up and he survived somehow. And he's kept on boating. That's what I mean. That's what just, so he, this, his story is incredible. And, yeah. uh, and we, I can't wait to get to him. But And um, then there's some nice relics in here. There's a, a Rawlings football helmet. Yep, that's it looks and, like a, uh, a catcher's a, mitt. Yeah. 1930s from, and th those are both circa 1935 yeah i'm not sure if those are particular from any no it doesn't it's not, thing, but it's, it's uh, but looks like it's just yeah. that era of that and then there's a hockey stick from the 30s yep and uh seats from uh, tiger stadium from uh uh -huh. they pulled them out in 1940 yeah uh so they may, so or those may were, not have been there i'm in sure 35, that, oh but, i'm sure they would if they were pulled out in 4 1940 then they yeah. probably were there for, in 35 so um amazing stuff again the detroit historical museum we really appreciate yeah, them spot. Just letting us come city of in and, uh, case is tremendous and yeah they, you know, there's so much to see around the yeah. museum sam duck down the hallway there and and as charles and i are wrapping up and people can kind of see there's a really cool car right around the corner uh there's like some really great stuff yeah there's so a, again i love that my, we have our, our roving reporters yeah my favorite here. is that my favorite is the fur trading exhibit uh, i just love it it's so cool they show some of the different type of buildings and stuff that yeah. they, they had here so, <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, right. so, you know, so that's is, the plaque. Yeah. That's uh, the metaphor 
that yeah, is because you've got this Detroit City of Champions. Yeah, because you got this incredible. I mean, like think like just this this should be the most important piece of memorabilia in Detroit sports history. <laughs> think about it. I mean, it's sold at a garage sale, covered in do 35 bucks. Somebody buys bucks. it and you know has to restore it on their own. I mean, like who's I mean, it's just it's just it's it really is incredible. And like in a, it's as for your question of what happened between 1936 in 1983, the answer to that question is nobody knows. It was hanging in a high school. It was hanging in some high school. You know, and this is according to a lady that was selling, you know, this is a second and third, you know, like, yeah. you know, this is Bill Aiken talking about the brief conversation he had with a, this lady yeah. on the day he bought it, you know, yeah. which nobody, you know what I mean? Like, that's what right. I mean. Like, it's, it's just, it's like a secondhand story, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where's the firsthand story that said like, oh, we put the plaque in this museum or in this high school, you know, like why did, which high school got chosen was it, for was such it, an honor? Was it a different thing and then became a high school? You know, was been. it like a city? Those are all questions building? we have no idea yeah. because of this lost story, because yeah. the story is we're putting it together 81 years later. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. We're just, it's, you know, it's a lot of cases, it's ad hoc, you know, it's like, her, somebody told me this and this person told me that like where's the official documentation for any of this that yeah. said that this incredible plaque you know i mean like to say this is you know what what ha what did happen if anybody has any clues or any ideas yeah. where i'm always open to new information and yeah. um you know like i say that you know i've you know, I don't know like what like what high school could be possibly be chosen for this honor. Sure. I mean, it had to be something that was like a maybe that maybe that high school had some championship and they put it in there or something. Yeah. But I don't so, know. Uh, the Detroit Historical Museum. These stories come to life here. You can see all the things. I love the the from the twenties uh, prohibition. They got some yeah, great got stuff. There's a Tommy gun yeah, over there and a, cool, yeah. a, a flappers kind of dress. And yeah, there's uh, a lot of great stuff in here. Yeah, it's it it, it is. They got a Red Wings exhibit over here, right over right across the room here. Amazing yep, space. Sam's getting over there too. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. That that's uh, I think that that covers what we needed to talk about. Yeah, well, with the, 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 the uh, biggest thing is the city of champions. Well, yeah. Thing. So, anyways, you know, we, we hope to do a show like this every year for these champions day yeah. thing, and you know, the the idea being like, and we've actually, you know, over the years with the champ with the, the events we've done have changed or, pretty pretty regularly. Like some days it's just like I do a speech and we have just a bunch of drinkers at a bar, yeah. you know. And other days we, we one time we played softball at uh, Tiger Stadium, in the grounds of Old Tiger Stadium, yeah. which was really cool. You know, last two years ago, we had the Lindell bar set up and we were drinking and doing speeches. You yeah, know? Yeah. And sometimes I've showed a movie here before. I've done we've done other stuff. And so, yeah, we're we, you we're know, making it up as we go. The, 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 the Detroit Historical it. Museum wanted to do more and wanted to have a, a public event and invite people in. Uh, but just with uh, COVID numbers with the way they are, we couldn't yeah. really do that this year. So next year, we're, the plan is. But the Detroit Historical Museum themselves, they have a, a plan for a, a panel discussion with you along with two other authors. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, and then I'll be there chit-chatting with you guys and then talking about uh, all kinds of Detroit sports history yeah and then we're gonna the, they're gonna host uh some trivia afterwards yeah. uh we'll do and it's all gonna be online so post uh, uh if you're watching us on the facebook uh if you were there we'll post the link there on facebook you can join us along for for that as well yeah but i just want to leave the people listening for this with one idea right like say yeah. you know back to the this, for this last component about like you know there's a holiday there's a day for everything like this you know the future is like you know the future is what we decide it's going to be if this is something, you know, if the celebration of Detroit, I mean, this, you know, the celebration of the Champions Day doesn't necessarily have to be just a remembrance of 1935. It can be a celebration of all these, of all the great stories in Detroit sports history. And, you know, it, it could involve the teams. I mean, imagine, I, I, I speculated this uh, somewhere or another. I forgot. I don't think it was in my book. I, I wrote about it somewhere. Yeah. But imagine on the day, like right now the Tigers are playing, mm -hmm. right? The Red Wings are playing. The Pistons are playing, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, the, the Lions are out of season, but uh, the three teams are. Imagine a day uh, where everybody walks into the – like everybody is told, like any fans that go to these games when they open you know, when they reopen it to fans, of course. Yeah. But imagine everybody goes in dressed in their Sunday best. Yeah. yeah. Imagine the thing that says – Today is Champions Day, and if you come in dressed in your Sunday best, like women wear dresses, men wear ties and suits or whatever it is like this, everybody comes in in their Sunday best, you get half off your tickets hey. today, right? And, or, or I'd say it like this. It's, you know what it is? It's half off concessions mm. or some kind of big hook to get right. everybody there, right? It's 1935 prices or something like this, right? Mm -hmm. And so that the, the turnout at those games would be huge. And they could sell commemorative game programs that are just, just for this Champions Day. But the long and short of it is, how cool of an event would it be for all these different teams, you know, on this moment, you know, at this moment for like the cameras pan out and they show the entire crowd is all dressed like all super sharp looking good men wore ties and hats yeah but i mean just saying know? it just everybody looking good on this yeah. one i mean it's almost like a like a theme day That'd be good. and it, you know what i mean and like they pan out and people like around the country see this and go look at detroit man these yeah. this is a unique sports town this is a unique you know it just i just think it's it, there's so many different sort of possibilities that you could sure. do with it and it's like why not like why would you not want to mm -hmm. and really i think the thing that separates us from that is one is recognizing you know understanding uh, just how big the uh, the story was and thus the event that followed it and two, just the mere desire to do so yeah. so um that's 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 why i think it'd be kind of cool to kind of cool to happen but all right so there you go detroit city of champions live from the detroit historical museum thanks for listening if you haven't already uh go to the podcast uh like subscribe it's available on all podcasts yeah apps, youtube yeah we're, we're really Spotify, gonna start putting a little more on, effort into the youtube component um, of it and um, and, and youtube is we have all the archived episodes yep, yep. All 30 of them are up on YouTube yeah, right now. Soon so. to be like soon to be like 100. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all right, so uh, appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Uh, thanks again to the Detroit Historical Museum, Charles. Thank you for all the work you put into the research uh, of these books and uh, uh, keeping the story alive. And uh, we're making moves, man. We're gonna like I say, we got the it. screenplay ready to go. We got some other moves coming. So, all right, DetroitCityOfChampions.com, and uh, get the same same thing for our YouTube, Detroit City of Champions at YouTube. So. There you go. All right, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time.